Welcome to the I Love Negotiating Podcast, where we aim to equip you with the practical strategies, techniques, tactics, and tools to dramatically improve your negotiation results. My name is Jan Potkieter. Over the past 15 years, I've consulted to and trained many of the world's leading brands in more than 60 countries to help them improve their business negotiation results. I've trained just under 10,000 people face-to-face in a small group format, and I've negotiated on camera one-on-one with almost 4,000 people from most major cultural backgrounds. In this podcast, I want to use my experience to bring perspective to your negotiation challenges. Now, I've wanted to start a negotiating podcast for some time to specifically serve the new class of global business negotiator that's out there. Now, there's an opportunity, I believe, to be capitalized on today for those who understand that the negotiation and the business paradigm has changed. It is no longer the way it used to be. As a consequence of of globalization, as a consequence of the, the new economy where so much focus is given to value rather than uh, just to want, I think there's a, there's a great opportunity for those who understand that negotiation and the ability to negotiate effectively within this new global context is something that could give you tremendous competitive advantage. Now, I've wanted to start this I Love Negotiating podcast for probably the last two years to specifically serve this new community of global business negotiator who realize that things have changed, that we can capitalize on the opportunity to gain more by harnessing the latest research to look at, you know, the application of best practices that work not only in a monocultural uh, environment, but that is effective in this global world that we live in today. So, uh, you know, this really stems from the belief that I have that negotiation is the grease that literally oils the wheels of of commerce. You know, negotiation is only really a a specialized form of communication. And as such, it's something that's evident in whatever communication you might have. You know, we, we typically and often think that negotiation is only something that happens maybe when we talk about contract terms or um, when we get to, you know, the formal stages of our interactions with people who we buy from or we sell to. But negotiation really is something that takes place every day. You know, you will negotiate not only uh, with your partner or your spouse on a daily basis, but you'll negotiate with your kids. You'll negotiate with your colleagues to get them to help you to do stuff. You'll negotiate with suppliers. You'll negotiate with buyers. You'll even negotiate maybe with your, your local authorities about getting planning permissions for stuff that you want to build or to get parking fines resolved. There's so many different negotiations that take place in your life every day. You just have to look around to see them. So this podcast is really focused or or, or targeting that new class of global negotiator who realizes that negotiation is something that's in evidence around you and the opportunity to negotiate is there every single day. You know, if you if you get that negotiation is something that is done many times on a daily basis and you master the skill to negotiate effectively within this context, it can quite literally bring about life-changing benefits, life-changing impact. Because think about 
you know, what it would mean to you if you could get an improved salary because you're negotiating better. If you can get a better deal on your, on your holiday because you've negotiated better. If you can sell more stuff at better margins because you've negotiated better. If you can buy stuff for less and save money because you've negotiated better. If you're able to save time so that you have more time to spend with your family or your loved ones or on your hobbies because you've negotiated better. You see, the new class of global business negotiator will understand that improving the way that you negotiate can have quite dramatic life-changing impact. Now, what can you expect from this I Love Negotiating podcast? Well, it's my intent to make this a weekly podcast where we will spend time each week doing a number of things, investigating on the, in the first instance the latest research, so taking a look at the research that's available within the negotiation space and giving meaning to that in the context of how we can apply that within our daily negotiations. I'll be conducting interviews with industry leaders and thought leaders on the topic of negotiation. Um, we'll be specifically looking at delivering practical advice. So I don't want this to be uh, a theoretical forum. This is all about practical advice. And you know, if you're in small business, if you're a, a salesperson, if you're a professional buyer, if you're an executive in a large enterprise, if you're a, a manager within a business, if you're involved in mergers and acquisitions or project-based negotiation, this forum is for you. In fact, it's for anyone who finds himself negotiating within an organizational context. So the minute you represent an organization, be it a company or be it a, a nonprofit organization uh, or a governmental institution, you're going to find benefit from this forum. It's really targeting those who negotiate within a commercial context. And specifically, what I'd like, you know, the folks that I'd like to be become a part of this forum are those who recognize that they're part of this new class of global business negotiator, who recognizes that negotiation has the ability to bring competitive advantage to almost everything that you do. I also want to use this I Love Negotiating podcast as a means to add value to the community in responding to questions and issues and challenges that you may have. And if you go to the ilovenegotiating.com website, you will see that there's a space for you to post some comments. And I would ask that you use that space to also pose your questions and um, any comments or feedback that you may have on this podcast. So that's ilovenegotiating.com. Now, what I'd like to do in this podcast is I'd like to talk about the three negotiation myths that most definitely will end up costing you money. The first is the myth that negotiation is an event rather than, than a process. The second myth is the myth that to negotiate means to agree with someone. And the third myth I'm going to talk about is this myth that all kinds of negotiation is pretty much the same. So let me start off with the first myth. The myth that negotiation is an event. Now, this is quite a widespread myth. As I've gone around the world, and to date I've had the opportunity to work in 43 different countries, and I've trained more than 7,000 people, one of the things that uh, most often present themselves as a, as a myth in the audiences that I've worked with is this notion that 
Negotiation is an event that's distinct or different from the sales process or the buying process or the interaction process. So folks often think that negotiation is something that happens once we've kind of been through the sales process, once we've submitted proposals, etc. Now we're sitting down to discuss the contractual terms. This is when folks typically think that negotiation starts. Or let's say you're buying, you've gone through the process where you've invited tenders and people have submitted their responses and now you invite your vendors in and you sit down around the table. Typically, folks think that's when the negotiation has started. Or if you're buying or selling a company, you maybe exchange some proposals, some ideas, and then you get down once you've made a kind of in principle decision to proceed and then negotiations start. Nothing could be further from the truth. Your negotiations start the moment you first make contact with your counterpart. So if you get this, if you understand that your negotiation starts the moment you first get in touch or communicate with your counterpart, then you open up a world of possibility because then you recognize that there are so many different uh, interactions that you can leverage to influence your counterpart consistently with the achievement of your desired objectives. So, for instance, when you connect with your counterparts the first time, you have the opportunity to frame things. You have the opportunity to use some negotiation-based practices in terms of creating scarcity, uh, maybe creating leverage for the traditional kind of concession trading that will follow later on. So what most people think about as the formal negotiation event is really just the concession trading element of the negotiation. So I want to encourage you to step out from the traditional way of looking at negotiation and to see negotiation as a process rather than an event. Every interaction that you have with a counterpart is an opportunity for you to negotiate. So the new class of global business negotiator will embrace the fact that every opportunity for interaction is an opportunity to negotiate. So don't make the mistake of thinking that negotiation is an event. If you depart from this perspective, very often you will have painted yourself into a corner and you will really only have one or two courses of action at best available to you as a consequence. So make sure that you don't make the mistake of thinking that negotiation is an event. The second myth that I'd like to address is this myth that to negotiate means to agree. Now, very often this prevents people having the belief that to negotiate means to agree will prevent people from engaging in negotiation in the first place because they're going, look, if we believe that you know, a deal is not possible, there's no point in even engaging, there's no point in even negotiating with somebody because we don't think that an agreement's possible. To negotiate does not mean that you need to agree. Why would it? Because why would you want to agree to something that does not meet your objective? So if you investigate some of the definitions that people have associated with negotiation, uh, with negotiate or negotiation, very often people have inferred that to negotiate is, you know, certainly it's the it's the quest or the process of discovering an agreement or uncovering an agreement or leading to an agreement. And yes, that's true. But I would encourage you to think about negotiation as something quite distinct and separate from agreement. The minute you understand that to negotiate does not mean to agree, in other words, that it's a perfectly acceptable outcome for your negotiation to end 
with no agreement, then once again you empower yourself with the ability to always engage with your counterparts. Because you can always get information, you can always learn something through the act of negotiation. And you can even make it clear to your counterparts that the negotiation might not lead to an agreement. But the sheer act of negotiation or the um, engagement brought about by negotiation is really valuable in the way that it can uncover information that you might not have had before. So you always have the opportunity to ask questions. And if you, if you think that every time you negotiate with somebody that you necessarily will have to try and find an agreement, then you might prevent yourself from wanting to engage with people, from wanting to engage in that discourse where you can uncover new information. So I would encourage you to get away from this myth that negotiation means to agree. And the third myth that I want to talk about is this myth that very often is spread from the uh, academic environment and from um, some uh, uh, providers in this space where f folks are told that all negotiations are pretty much the same. So it doesn't matter if you're negotiating conflict resolution or if you're in um, mediation or if you're negotiating mergers and acquisitions. Well, let me tell you what. If that's the way that uh, you've been thinking, you couldn't be any more wrong. Thinking that all negotiation is the same is like saying that all sports are the same. So you know what, if you're a great uh, Formula One race driver or a great rally car driver, then you can also be a great gymnast because you know it's a sport and all sports are the same. Clearly that's not the case. It's not the case in sports that if you're a great golfer that you're also going to be a great tennis player. Why would it be the case that if you're a good sales negotiator that you're also going to be a good conflict mediator. It simply is not true. Whilst all of these things are negotiation, different kinds of negotiation can be very distinct from each other. Now, the academic institutions uh, put forth the notion that almost all negotiation is better off if it's done in a collaborative way, so in, a, in at least a win-win or if not a win-more, win-more fashion. And of course this is true world would be a wonderful place if we could only engage in a collaborative style of negotiation and communication. But that's not the reality that we face, certainly within the business world. In the business world, we have limited resource, which means that we have limited time, money and effort that we can invest in every negotiation. So it's simply not possible for us to engage in every negotiation in the same way, in the same collaborative fashion. Of course, if you, if you are trying to bring across world peace or uh, mediate you know, conflict resolution, then you have to aspire to be collaborative because that deal needs to live on for a long time. In a business context, however, there are many different strategies that you can apply. You can be competitive, you could be um, compromising, you can be collaborative, you can be accommodating, you can even avoid negotiation altogether. Simply put, all negotiations are not the same. And this forum, this podcast, really targets the new class of global business negotiators. So whilst you would still benefit from some of the discussion that we'll have in uh, this podcast series, by the way, it would also be my intent to invite some um, hostage negotiation experts or conflict mediation experts to see what it is that we can learn from them within the context of business negotiations. But certainly this forum and my skills, my core expertise lie within the context of business negotiation. So that's the focus of this podcast. And 
it really addresses the audience that recognizes the fact that different negotiations will require different approaches. So this, this forum is not intended for those who don't recognize and I think embrace the notion that different negotiations need different approaches. For me and hopefully for you, you will find it an incredibly empowering belief system to realize that much like uh, you know the game of golf negotiation requires different approaches you know it's it's no good in golf to say that you know I'm gonna hit every ball the same way I'm gonna grab the same club I'm just gonna hit a seven iron every shot that I see the ball that would be the notion effectively if you believe that all negotiations are the same if you thought that negotiation is something that's linear and sequential so I've often heard people talk about a three-step a five a seven-step approach to negotiation and whenever I, I hear people say that, I, I try not to walk away. I try to run away because I think when you, when you approach negotiation as something that's linear and sequential, you completely discount the fact that people are complex. People are not linear and sequential. The way we make decisions is not based on a linear and sequential uh, decision-making process. What we tend to do is we, we always tend to make decisions emotionally and what we do then is we justify them rationally. So just to serve as an example, if you think about the distinction or the difference between something that's complicated and something that's complex, think about this Airbus A380. It's a great example of something that's complicated. Theoretically, it's possible for you to take uh, apart this super jumbo into its constituent parts, create a log of all the parts, and then to put it back together again because it's linear and it's sequential. But as I mentioned earlier, if you let's say you hit a golf ball and I asked you to hit another golf ball, it's very unlikely that you're going to get the second ball to end up in exactly the same spot as the first one. Because there's so many different things that might have an impact on that potential outcome. The ball might catch a different bounce, the wind might blow from a different direction, your grip might be slightly different, and so forth. It's a great example of something that's complex rather than complicated. Now you see negotiation is, is like golf. It's complex, not complicated. And that's why it means that, or, or that's why it is that negotiations are not all the same. Because it's complex. This means that what you would rather do than follow a three, five, seven step process to every negotiation, is you'd rather use a negotiation checklist, if you will, so that you can keep an eye on all the things that you need to consider so that you can optimize your potential negotiation outcomes rather than slavishly following a set process and I've worked with some companies where I've seen this in place where they say you know we have a five or a seven step negotiation process and that's the way we do things and that works great in a monocultural environment let's say within the American market or within the British market but the minute they get to a different market let's say the Chinese market or the Indian market all of a sudden they find that the linear process the linear approach to negotiation falls apart because it can't deal with the complexity that's brought to the table by different cultures. So please make sure that you forever understand that all negotiations are definitely not made the same and should not be treated the same. So I've spoken about the, the three myths that will most definitely cost you money. We've said that in the first instance, the first myth is that negotiation is a process and not an event. So by understanding that negotiation is a process and not an event, you empower yourself 
to uncover many different opportunities for negotiation along the way so that you don't have to wait for this one big event before you start negotiating. Secondly, we've said that to negotiate does not mean to agree. The act of negotiation does not have to lead to agreement. So walking away from a deal, not having reached agreement, is a perfectly acceptable outcome to a negotiation. And thirdly, the third myth that we've uh, exposed there is the fact that all negotiations are definitely not the same and should not be treated in the same way. And what we'll do through the series of podcasts is we'll, we'll start examining how um, or the different ways, the different strategies, techniques, tactics available to you to approach negotiations in a way that is fit for purpose rather than in a standard way. So that brings me to the last section of this podcast where I'd like to respond to your questions in future podcasts. But for this first one, what I thought I'd do is I'd respond to one of the most common questions that I, I get asked from time to time, which is, how do you really uncover what your counterpart wants? How do you, how do you find out what, what the interests of your counterparts are? I guess the blindingly obvious response is that you ask them, that you ask some questions. But it's not just as simple as that. I think what we tend to do when we ask questions of our counterparts is that we tend, in my experience, I see people tend to ask questions from a perspective of validating their own interests rather than really uncovering the counterpart's interests. So instead of saying to your counterpart, what's really important to you, we tend to make sure that we ask questions of them which we would like them to respond positively to in the context of what we want to achieve. So if we think that price is important, we tend to ask our counterpart, listen, um, so is price important to you? Or we would say, um, you know, acquisition price is, the, is very important in this context, isn't it? Instead of asking an open question and saying to our counterpart, help me to understand what's important to you. What are your top three priorities in this deal? What are the things that would make or break this transaction for you? Nice open questions are a great way to uncover what their interests are. This is to give you another example. This is like if you want to find out what people do in their pastime when they're not working, you might go through a series of questions. You might say, well, do you play tennis? Do you read books? Do you watch TV? Do you like movies? And you may, through following that method, uncover what's important to them. But probably the easiest way to do it is to ask an open question to just say, when you don't work or when you have some free time, what is it you enjoy doing most? And they'll tell you. So in the context of uncovering interests or understanding what motivates people, your best tool to do that is using open questions. So a couple of examples. What's important to you in this deal? Um, could you prioritize in order of importance, the top three things that you'd like to walk away from in this deal. What do you think are the showstoppers for you? So what are the key risks that you see? If um, you were going to take this kind of decision, what would you say are your top um, decision-making criteria? So you see, these are all open questions that will uncover the interest of your counterpart. So with that, we get to the end of this first episode of the I Love Negotiating podcast. And in closing, I'd like to ask you to go to the ilovenegotiating.com website and to post your, 
your questions that you would like answered in this podcast. Uh, I'd also like to remind you and ask you to go to the iTunes page for this podcast, ilovenegotiating.com, or sorry, I Love Negotiating Podcast on, on iTunes, and to subscribe to this podcast, which means that you'll get the episodes delivered automatically each week as they released. I would also like if you've enjoyed or benefited from the conversation, the discussion that we've had today, I would ask you to post a review on the iTunes um, page for the I Love Negotiating podcast. So all that remains me to say is that you should remember to negotiate honestly and above all to negotiate profitably. Until next time, goodbye.